<coughs> right, the format of tonight's meeting is that Malcolm will share for 15 to 20 minutes. After that, we'll pick names out of the hat and you will be invited to share from the floor. If your name is picked and you don't want to share, just say pass and we'll move on. We would also ask that you refrain from using bad language. That just leaves me to introduce Malcolm. Thank you, Claire. Good evening, everybody. My name is Malcolm and I am an addict. Um, thanks for asking me to share, Toby. Uh, I'm not so grateful right at the moment, but I'm sure I will be by the end of the share. I always get very nervous. I don't like sharing. It's part of the deal. So I said I was willing, you know, in the beginning, I was asked if I was willing to go to any lengths, and obviously I lied and said yes. And uh, <laughs> this is just part of them lengths that I need to go to. And uh, it doesn't seem to matter. I've been here, been around a few weeks now, and I still get that anxiety. You know, my heart's racing, and and, and uh, I think you know before it was almost like uh, when I first started was first after share a little while back and, and, and I think there might have been some ego involved in that and, and I've been around before and you know I, I wanted to impress you and I wanted you all to like me and stuff like that you know and, and, but like uh, you know what today I've kind of over a period of time I've managed to let, I've let go of that do you know what I mean I'm not I'm not um, this ain't about what you think of me this is about what I think of you do you know what I mean and uh, what I think of CA uh, I'm not a spokesman for CA, you know, hear all that, but on some level I'm kind of uh, representing tonight, do you know what I mean? I'm representing, you know, my sponsor, my home group, the CA as a whole, do you know what I mean? And, and myself, I suppose, you know, and, and God in this programme. You know, um, like I said, I do get nervous, so I tend to babble, you've already had a little bit of that. Uh, uh, what I do, my normal trick is I take my glasses off. <laughs> You all go a bit fuzzy, and it takes the pressure off a little bit. Yeah, cool. Um, so, 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 what, what am I doing here? What am I doing here tonight? You know, I, I can tell you for, from the off what I know. Why I'm not here? I'm not here because I used to drink too much or take too many drugs. You know, uh, I'm here because I couldn't take enough drugs and I couldn't drink enough to um, to to cure, to overcome, to block out, to fill up what I now know to be a spiritual malady. You know, um, that, you know, I'll talk about my, my background a bit because I do that, because, uh, I, and, and, but what I tend to do is kind of go right off on one about what it was like and, you know, how bad it was. You know, I need you to know how bad it was for me, you know. I'm, I'm the real McCoy, I've got to let you know, people. You know, I'm the real deal, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm the lowest bottom feeder of the bottom feeders. Do you know what I mean? I'll bottom feed you all out of the room, man. You know what I mean? You ain't seen nothing till you've met, you know, and all that stuff, you know, that, you know, and you know, I was talking about, you know, I'd look at that, right? I was just telling you about it's all about you, and straight away like that, it's all about me again. Do you know what I mean? It's just, just what this disease would do to me, man. So, you know, it blindsides me all the time. Um, so, yeah, I used to take drugs. Uh, I used to drink a lot. You know, I was, uh, as a, as a drug addict and I was an alcoholic from a relatively young age. And, and uh, I used to take a lot of drugs. So I'm pretty sure that I used to take a lot more than some of the people in this room. And I'm also pretty sure that I didn't take as much as some of the people in this room. You know, and, and what, what I kind of, uh, you know, and we hear it in the, we hear it in the readings, 
this ain't about how much I took, you know, and um, it's not about it's not about that, and it's not particularly about what I took, you know, and and uh, I now know today that you know that my my background also has nothing to do with the fact that I'm an addict and an alcoholic, you know, um, the way I was raised, uh, the the way I was potty trained has nothing to do with me being an addict. Do you know what I mean? Now, I was kind of, um, but for years, see, I thought it was, because I was kind of dragged up. And um, I was dragged up, there's alcohol rounds, and there's, you know, there's a bit of drugs, but obviously back then, because I'm not a youngster, so back then, there wasn't that kind of stuff around, do you know what I mean? But even in, in my parents' house, there's, they had, there was drugs in the house, you know what I mean? But they weren't drug addicts, they were alcoholics. And uh, there was always alcohol around. And, uh, and I'm pretty sure I took my first drink before I could remember, you know. And um, but I can remember the first drink I took. Um, and you know, some people say, "Oh, you know, I can remember the first time I took every single drug." And it's like that's not that's not my reality. Um, but I do know that I did get addicted to every single drug I took, and that's not everyone's experience as well. And, and I know that because of certain drugs that are considered non-addictive were very problematic to me. You know, stuff like cannabis, non-addictive, right? Um, caused me, you know, uh, I, I smoked that stuff every day for, for, for like, you know, 25 years until I found crack, crack cocaine. Uh, I smoked that stuff every day. And, uh, you know, it was very problematic to, problematic to me. I, you know, I got, um, it, it used to cripple me. You know, put me in so much fear, you know, and all that stuff. But the thing was, see, I, 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 used, to, I, used, to, I used to sell a bit. So, I'm, you know, my head will go, yeah, I was this big drug dealer, right? Do you know what I mean? I was, I was a geezer, and, 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 and that's what I'd done. See, I, I, I left school, and, and I, I've seen some people. I've seen this one man, and he's actually in the fellowship now down in Weymouth, and he used to be my, my, he's my first sponsor, right? He's my mentor. And um, he lived in a house up Westbourne. He had this lovely big flat. He had two great big motorbikes, big American car. He had two women who lived with him. And I thought <laughs> that was great. And he had as much money and, and drugs as he wanted. And I thought, you know what? That's what I want. That's what I want to be. And that's what I inspired to be, you know. Um, so, so, so that's what I, you know, that's what I set out to do. Uh, you know, like I say, my, my background was pretty chaotic and, and, um, there was a lot of violence and stuff in the household, and, and I suppose when I ended up in the psychiatric ward uh, before, was, you know, is not from taking LSD. I mean, what happened to me is I take LSD every day for 18 months, and I stopped taking LSD, and LSD stops, don't want to stop taking me. So six weeks later, I'm still tripping, and, and it's getting a bit edgy. Do you know what I mean? And now, now I, I can kind of rely on alcohol right at that moment because it's right, LSD's getting a bit scary bottle of vodka chilled me out you know but obviously six weeks later I'm, I'm, I'm ended up I'm in the doctors and I'm telling him what's happening what and he asked me what I'm seeing right now and I'll tell him what's going on in this room that I'm sat in here with and he leaves the room comes back with a bit of paper and says turn up here tomorrow and if you don't turn up we'll send the police out to come and get you and it was uh, St Anne's the local and then I'll get down there and they said I said well you know come and go right they said well you can go if you want but you'll end up in a secure unit if you decide to leave, you know, and I was, I was sectioned under the mental, mental um, section five and mental health act, um, you know, and, and, and in there they told me that, that 
I was like I was because of the way I was raised, because I was uh, physically and mentally abused, and because of the amount. And they were like, basically, one of them kind of said, you know what, we look at your background and it's no wonder you turned out like you have because of what happened to you when you was a child, you know, and, 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 and uh, no wonder you use like you do. And I kind of thought, well, that's weird, because I thought I used because I love using. <laughs> but I'll have some of that, because it gave me someone to blame, right? Do you know what I mean? It gave me, and it gave me another thing, it gave me a reason to carry on. Not that I could have stopped, because that's why I took LSD every day for 18 months, because it was there, I couldn't stop it. Same with the cannabis. It was in the room, you know, and I often swear about this, so I'll wake up in the morning, I've got all this stuff to do, right? I'm, I'm a busy man, yeah, I've got a lot of stuff to do, I've got people to see, stuff that I'm getting and using, getting and using, and that's what I've got to do. And uh, first thing, I, so I'd, you know, I'd get up and, and I'd have a bong, and it'd be curtains shut and Trisha on the TV, and that'd be it. And I, and I can't leave the room then until I've had some other, some else, to, to get me out of this head state I'm in. So then until I've, had, you know, hit a speed, and then I'm a bit edgy, so I need to have half a bottle of vodka to get me over that, do you know what I mean? And, and, and on it goes. And, um, you know, so, you know, I, I remember, you know, one of the first drugs I, I took was the glue. I just love glue sniffing. I'm 13 years old and I've got a glue bag in my hand. And, and uh, it's, it's kind of strange that I'm found myself at the age of 23 rolling around Glastonbury with a glue bag in my hand, you know, and everyone's going, what are you doing? And I'm popping ease with a glue bag, and, and it's because I kind of picked this stuff up and I couldn't seem to put it down. Everything that that changed the way I felt was, um, I kind of had to, had to have it. And uh, so, so and I went through the, the normal progression, what I call that, you know, for someone of my age, if, you know, the puff, the speed, the ease, um, you know, th then it's like, I mean, obviously, I, I mean, I was intravenous, and then, and then, then it's like the heroin, and then the cocaine, and then the crack, and 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 then it's like uh, the antipsychotics, and, the, and then I'm buying. Um, then I end up at the end of my use, and I'm, I'm buying menorah off the street. I'm buying like Gactor off the street, uh, and, and Rahipna off the street, and that's the kind of drugs I'm taking, because they're the only things that can block my my own mind from me. I and mean, if you experience them drugs, they're not they're not user friendly <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't advise having a, having a rehypno and going and having a nice warm bath like I used to it's a kind of dangerous thing to do um, so that, that's where I found myself and, and uh, you know years before I stopped my using was done you know I, I could sit here now and, and um, I was just on my knees in the toilet downstairs which is, it's been a while since I've done that, but I'm not here to share my step <laughs> forward, yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. anyway, right? Uh, you know, and, and it's like, you know, that, that stuff, you know, just, just thinking about the stuff and the way I've been, and, you know, and, and I remember, you know, I get this with the ecstasy and get the euphoric recall stuff, and, you know, well, well, that wasn't so bad, was it? You know, the ease wasn't so bad. Well, they may not have been for a short period of time, but I'll tell you what I was. I was the person who you'd see in the, sat in the corner of the room with his eyes rolled back and sick all over himself. I'd go to a rave with a bag full of ease to make some money and I'd wake up in the morning with empty pockets and a sore ass thinking, what happened last night? 
Do you know what I mean? And, and uh, it, 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 <laughs> just get on that, yeah. Yeah, and, and and you know that's the kind of stuff that that's what happened to me. And and you know I end up waking up, um, you know, at the age of thirty something, and um, you know I'm, at the time I'm, I've got I've got some stuff again, like a wife and some children, you know, and um, and, and it ain't good. And before I even open my eyes, I'm thinking, not another day. I can't do this anymore can't do this anymore you know and I've got drugs next to me I've got heroin I've got crack I've got benzos I've got stuff next to my bed and I'm thinking I can't just can't do this anymore you know and, and um but for me uh, I'll get taken out of society and put into a treatment centre via the courts um and I'll go through that process and I'll leave the treatment centre and um it's all about uh, bridge normal living and I'll cut a long story short a year later, because all I'm doing is I'm going to meetings and I'm not doing anything else. I'll do a bit of step work when it gets painful for me, because that's what we used to do. And um, see where I went, where I used to go, where I went, it was down in Weymouth from back then, it was, a, it was a little while ago, and, and what I heard in the rooms was just don't take the first one. Just don't drink, just don't use, and you'll be all right. And in my experiences, I wasn't all right. You know, what, what happens to me, uh, you know, is, is uh, when I stop drinking and using, my life gets worse. And that was weird because there was a little old lady down there when I first arrived. And I first, one of my first meetings, I heard her say, if you want to know what you're drinking and using, just stop. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what are you on about? I, I have stopped and I'm all right now. You know, I just need to get some stuff. You know, I need some new trainers. I need a new bird. I need this. I need that. I need that. I need that. You know, I need some stuff, and I get this stuff. And then, and like my mate says, uh, they just that just ended up to be beer tokens. That stuff, man. You know, it, it come and it went. And and um, I found myself waking up in the morning in like it's Aladdin's cave or a flat, and and um, thinking the same thing. Not another day. I can't do this anymore. You know, I get restless, irritable, discontent. And I start feeling suicidal and I get these three thoughts running through my head. I want to drink, I don't want to drink. I want to drink, I don't want to drink. And then the one in the middle was throw yourself out the window because I lived on the first floor. And um, what I'd done is I drank. Um, I went back out there and uh, it lasted 18 months. And I'd come back in and, and, and things, I knew something had to change. Do you know what I mean? I'd get myself a sponsor and within two weeks he'd sack me. And uh, I'm like, what about the newcomer? What, where's the love? Where's the love? You know, and, and I've often shared this stuff. You know, I think that's the most loving thing anyone's ever done for me, what that man done. He said, he said to me, you're not a newcomer, you'll keep coming back. I'll piss off and don't talk to me no more. I ain't going to sponsor you, don't ask me. And, and uh, that, you know, I went home that night and, and, uh, and I put my head in my hands and I cried because I knew how much trouble I was in. You know, and, and uh, the treatment centre just asked me to leave. They kicked, just kicked me out. They didn't ask me to leave. They told me to go, get out. I said, well, I ain't even, I ain't even used. And they said, yeah, no, but nothing's changed. And uh, then my sponsor sat me and, and uh, you know, and, and it, the realisation dawned. It's like I stopped drinking and using. And then the only other thing I've got to change is everything. Is right, and it's like, well, how is that going to happen? How am I going to do that? And my mum always remember my mum grabbing me. When are you going to grow up, boy? When are you going to grow up ragging me around and that? Because and I was growing old, see? But I wasn't growing up, and I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how was, that, how was I going to get that. And um, uh, I went back to the, to the meeting the next week, and I got myself a sponsor, and, and uh, hardcore 
response, well, you know, I thought, I thought, I thought he'd be diff- this man would be different because I know his mum, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know his mum really well. <laughs> and, uh, it, it, yeah, really, really well. <laughs> and it wasn't no different. I don't know, he may have even have known. That's why he was such a bastard to me. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, no, you know what? To, you know, joking aside, um, it, 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 he, he, you know, he didn't... What he wasn't prepared to do, he wasn't prepared to sell me short, he wasn't prepared to mess me about, and he definitely wasn't prepared to take responsibility for my recovery. And he didn't. He said, just do it. Or, or bounce, do you know what I mean? And, and you know what? I'd had enough. And uh, threw my hands up, and he told me I was going to grow up. He's going to take me through the steps. So I'm going to get a complete change in thought and attitude, because that's what I needed. That's what growing up was. And so that's what he'd done, took me through the steps. Um, I'm not sat here tonight, clean and sober from the steps I took 11 and a half years ago. I'm sat out here tonight, clean and sober from the stuff I've done this morning, the stuff I've done last night, the stuff I've done throughout the day, the stuff I'm doing now, you know, and, and I'll do some more stuff later. You know, uh, the, what, what I do right now, I was sat in a meeting the other week and I heard someone going on about the real deal, I just spoke about it, I'm the real alcoholic, I'm the real alcoholic, I'm the real addict, that's me, that's what I am, right? But the weird thing is with that, right, is I only know that I'm the real deal because I'm doing this stuff. I'll tell you what happened to me, right? I was on holiday week before last, and um, I've done my suggestions out there. I've got a daily routine. I do that stuff. I do some stuff in the morning. I do some stuff at night. And, and throughout the day, the only person I've got to work with, and I've got to work with her quite hard at times, is my partner, because I'm on holiday with her. But it's not enough. See, and so, so, and I was fine. I was having a great time. In fact, I was having a blinding time. Didn't miss, I just didn't miss you lot. Didn't even miss you, Gav. Who'd have known it? And, 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 and I didn't miss the meetings, and I didn't miss, certainly didn't miss the calls from my sponsees. No offence, Andy. <laughs> uh, you know, but I didn't miss that stuff. So what, what happens to me is, is my starts going, well, you are all right. I'm all, you're all right. Well, perhaps you can do less. Perhaps I don't need to go and do this stuff over here. See, because... Because me taking my foot off the gas just slightly, the lies already there, running in my mind. It's already coming at me. It's already telling me that I may not actually be the real deal, and that I may not actually need to do this stuff. But when I come back and I start getting involved, I can see it for what it is. The awareness dawns on me. That is the lie. All thoughts, you know, all them, all that stuff. See what that thought pattern will do is lead me back to using, because it will lead me back to. You can just have one. See, but in this, we were speaking about this the other day. It's not the first one that does the damage because it was always like, oh, I'll just have one, I'll just have one, and it's like it's kind of bollocks because I just thought I'd, I'll just have as much as I can get. But but that one of uh, I'll just have one. It's not. See, it's not that one. They just don't take the first drink. It's not that one that will do the damage. It's uh, it's having no mental defence against the thought to take the first one. That's what will do the damage to me. So that's what I need to be working the steps to have a defence, to have a defence against the thought of the first one. And what it gives me as well is so much more, see, it don't just give me a defence against that, it gives me a defence against life stuff. Because when life, see, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not waiting around for life to show up and kick me in the bollocks before I do some stuff. You know, I do some stuff first, so that when life turns up, I've got a defence. You know, and, and, and uh, 
so what happens is when I'm doing this stuff on a daily basis, I've got to say most of the time, 95% of the daily stuff doesn't affect my internal condition because I have a defence. When stuff don't go my way, particularly, I have a defence and it doesn't affect my internal condition, it doesn't affect me internally. So I remain, for the most part, happy, joyous and free. I'm not saying I'm skipping through the daisies all the time because that's not, that's not being realistic. What I can say is that, you know, what I thought, the thought that struck me, you know, down there is that the obsession left me 11 and a half years ago is not returned. How miraculous is that? This mental obsession that used to taunt me, that drove me to drink and use every day, couldn't put nothing, you know, not my wife, not my kids, not my, my you know, the stuff, the list of stuff that, that I tried to put before it just fell by the wayside it had me and it's gone you know what is that where does that go you know I turn to God and this stuff this is what I get restored to sanity you know and um, you know and so so I do my I do this stuff I do this stuff it comes first for me you know um, I'm, I'm engaged to the most beautiful young lady you know I don't know what she can't well I do know that I don't know what she sees in me man um, you know and I've got to say, you know, that if she come before one of you know, tonight, she's gone, right, I, you're not, you know, if it was me or the meeting, I'd be saying to her, go and pick a suitcase, I'll call you a cab. Because this stuff comes first. You know, it comes before my children. I've only got what I've got in my life because of this stuff. And I do this daily stuff as well, because I recover behind, I recover in it, don't get me wrong, but I'm not going to recover just sat in this chair. If I was going to do that, I would have stole this chair a long time ago. <laughs> um, I recover behind the closed door. I recover, you know, the stuff that you don't see me see. Um, see, because it's easy, you know, when I speak to people and it's like uh, we've got a triangle, right? Do you know what I mean? And a service unit and recovery. And, and, and it's like service. It's like I can come here and I can do service. I can go to my home group or do my service. In fact, when I first come around, I was chest out service boy. And it was great, you know what I mean? Because I wanted you to see me with doing this service, you see. And, and the same, and, and I can just do that stuff. And it's the same with unity. I chuck an arm round, and it's right. We're going this way, and it's all we're all unified and all that. See. And when I speak to people, they don't say to me, "Oh, I relapsed because I wasn't doing enough service," or "I relapsed because I wasn't doing enough unity." No, what I hear is they relapsed because they wasn't doing the recovery part of the triangle. They want working the steps into their life and recovering and doing what they need to do for their recovery. Because it's easy for me to do what you need to do for your recovery, see? I can do that because you probably do less than me. When, well, if you do more, I wouldn't even be looking at you. Do you know what I mean? Because I only look at people who do less than me. I inspire to do that because I'm lazy. But that's what puts me in danger as well because I think I can get away with doing less. This is about being, this ain't just about drinking, not drinking and using, this is about being happy, joyous and free. And that's what I want. So, you know, and that, well, that old saying of how free do you want to be, you know, and I don't know about you people, but I want to be free, so I do what I need to do to keep myself free. Sometimes I need, I need to be shown. I got, sh I got shown tonight by Gav of all people walking up the road. I'll have a reaction, yeah, yeah. I'm a reactionary kind of person. I've got people right around me who love me, tell me to shut the fuck up bruv you know and then they look over here turn to God and that's what I do I'll take direction off of anybody who's willing to give it to me do you know what I mean and, and uh, 
I'll grab all of that humility. You know what? I'm starting to ramble, so I'm going to shut up. Um, thanks for asking me again. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you.